Some claim that the age of a true gentleman is far behind us, but here at 284 Media, we definitely disagree. He may appear in different guises today, but the values and ideals that make him a gent still stand and still are very important. Gentlemen, aspiring gentlemen, and of course, our partners that hold us down, I'm Ron Grant. Welcome to a brand new season of The Art of a Distinguished Gentleman, a show poised to help guide modern-day men into 21st century distinguished gentlemen. And oh, do we need some more distinguished gentlemen? Now, don't worry, it's not always about suits and bow ties, but real life lessons, raw conversations that translate to grounded, community-minded, well-rounded men. Thank you all for taking this journey with me. Strength and agility is one garnered by applying pressure. My guest today is not only physically strong, but has proven his strength as a consummate professional, a trained fire officer and paramedics, fitness guru, entrepreneur, father, and husband. He's cool, calm, and trust me, the guy is always collected. Everyone that knows him loves to be around him. His spirit and energy penetrate and is truly inspiring. And today, we get to see a little bit of that. Not to mention, he's wise beyond his years. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me for another amazing season is my classmate, the homie himself, the master behind Hike BVI, the one and only, one of our very best and brightest, Seth Graham, a true 21st century distinguished gentleman. We talk fatherhood, the movement that is Hike BVI, the art of catering to the physical and mental of one's body, and of course, the art of service. It's a conversation you don't want to miss. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. You're watching The Art of a Distinguished Gentleman. Viewers, welcome back. For those just joining us, you're watching The Art of a Distinguished Gentleman, the one and only Seth Graham. Welcome, welcome to The Art of a Distinguished Gentleman. Thank you, Ron. Cheers. Thank you. No, before we get into our interview, I have to tell the viewers about a really funny story. Yeah. Jeff and I were classmates. We went to high school together and he didn't like me at all. <laughs> couldn't stand. And the only reason he couldn't stand me yeah. is because he would constantly say, man, all you got to do is open your mouth and start to sing and them girls just all on you to get all the girls with just for your voice. Yeah. <laughs> over time, we got over that, baby, right? Definitely. We got over that yeah, yeah, um, that was a good time back. Yeah. It's <laughs> so good to have you here. Yeah, thanks. You've been doing a lot of amazing things, a fire officer, paramedic, um, serving your community in a number of different aspects. But before we get into that act of service, you have literally, I'd like to say, changed the game in regards to allowing and creating an avenue for Virgin Islanders to be gainfully occupied while catering to their mental and physical. Talk to me about the brand that is Hike BVI. Yes, Hike BVI is an adventurous, um, event eventful company. What what we do? We specialize in guided tours, water sports, and so forth. Historical tours, and so forth. It started when after the first lockdown, I always liked hiking, so I would post pictures and videos on my social media. And it started to get a lot of traction from my friends. Okay. And then they started to ask, hey, Seth, can I come out with you on a Sunday? And I said, hey, yeah, sure, come out. And then I realized the groups are getting bigger. You know, it's getting bigger. And then at times I would feel like, okay, I'm not in the mood to hike today. Okay. And because you already commit to having these people come out, you know, you have to go. So I went home a day and said, hey, told my wife, hey, I think I'm going to start a, a guided tour nice. company. And I said something simple, something that is self-explanatory. You know exactly what it is mm -hmm. when you hear it. 
So I said, Hike BVI. Nice. You know, so that's how Hike BVI came about. No, again, you've been doing really amazing things because what we have, I think, failed to realize in our community and COVID has allowed us to bring that back to our realization is that there are so many different avenues of entertainment and self-expression. And it has allowed us through your company to become one with nature. How do you come up with your hikes? What, what's the process like in, in carving out new routes for persons? Okay, so I always said to keep people interested because right now the country is closed. Mm -hmm. So your main clients are hikers, explorers, are persons that's already living here on the island. So you still have to make sure the trail is interested enough mm -hmm. that makes them want to come on. So as I have Hike BVI, it's called Hike BVI Trails of Treasure. So at the end of every trail or during any trail, it must have somewhat of a treasure that you probably never seen before or didn't know existed. Okay. So uh, once it's interested enough, I will contact landowners and see if I could, they'll be okay with me making a trail towards okay. whatever the, the, the excitement will be or the treasure will be. Say, for instance, the bamboo meadow. The bamboo meadow has bamboos, a large variety. We have freshwater springs there and also our local crayfish. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people didn't know that crayfish exist in the BVI. So it's, it's, it's been really good. Well, congratulations on it. You, I've seen you in action. I've been on a few of your tours um, yes. with various organizations as well as uh, the company. And you, not only based on what you say, but you spend a lot of time speaking to the elderly in the community, the older. What, what, is, what are those conversations like? Yeah, the, the older people always know what the land is like, say, for instance, mm. 60 years ago, 70 years ago. So they have all the knowledge. And whereas you would go on Google Satellite, you know, it's not everything you can see on Google Satellite because, you know, it's just probably for the last year or two. But the older people, I would ask, hey, what were you doing at 10 years old? Okay. What were you doing? You're from this community. What were you doing? And they would say, hey, I used to be in the gut. I would climb this gut and they have freshwater spring. They have crayfish. They have all different type of flowers, fruits. And I said, you know what? And most of the time, they already know who the land owners are or if it's crown land. So it's never a problem to know right. who to communicate with. Wonderful. Yeah. Speaking of entrepreneurship and creating concepts, branding, a lot of times persons, young persons get a little bit discouraged. In that I mean, sometimes you spend some time creating a concept and then before you know it, you see it somewhere else. How have you dealt with that as a business owner? The, the only thing I can do because we live in a small community. You can, I, I tell people all the time, if you live Tartola long enough mm -hmm. as you, you would, you shouldn't be offended if you see someone else is doing the same thing. What you can do is focus on making your brand the best. 
Okay. You know, and that is what I'm trying to do with Hike BVI. I'm going beyond. I'm taking everything to the next level. And that's the only way I can keep my brand to the level is at, you know, constantly creating new concepts, giving people new adventures and keep it interesting. Amazing. The, the most recent concept was a full moon hike. Yes, um, a full moon the, hike yeah, to, um, yeah, yeah. It, it was a full moon hike to Mount Alma. A lot of people don't know where Mount Alma is, but it's in the Beef Island area. It's, it's 736 feet high. Okay. It's a zigzag trail. Me and my guys, we, we clear it out, make sure it was safe. And I do a full moon hike to the top. At the top, you will have a little bonfire. You roast some marshmallows. You get hot dogs. It was issue headlamps. Okay. So you have a large amount of people following this trail. So the person is behind you. Light is actually providing you more visual. Of course. So it's a buddy system. Awesome. And people enjoyed it. It was Halloween. Mm -hmm. It was the first Halloween in that lands on a full moon in 20 years. Wow. So a lot of people, it was the first concept, hiking in the night. So people was all over it. Nice. You know, we had uh, 85. The, the number started at just, it was supposed to just be 40. Mm -hmm. But then I, everyone wanted to be a part of it and so forth. But it was really good. Everyone said they, we had, everyone said they enjoyed it. There was something definitely mm -hmm. worth experiencing. Terrific. And all my excursion, I provide fresh lemonade, fresh oranges, and cold towels to cool down after your hike. Nice. So... Total yeah. experience. Total experience. Wonderful. You are also a fire officer and paramedic. Talk to me about how you got into that level of service. What, what, what introduced you? I was, I was actually working in the social security at the time, office, office job. I was there for about eight months. I was, I was doing the best at the time. I was, I was in about two guys at the time. And I just said, I always would be at my desk looking out the window and everyone outside always seems so happy. <laughs> you know, they always seem so happy. Yeah, people watching. People watching. And I'm just inside at my desk looking at, looking at everyone else, you know, just going about the day very happy. I'm like, okay. I definitely need to get mm -hmm. out of here. Okay. So I went to lunch that day and I saw one of my old class, high school classmates in his fire, fire officer mm -hmm. uniform. Mm -hmm. I was like, what? I was like, hey, this seemed like something I would love. It's outdoors. You get free education. I said, yeah. So I stopped by the next day. Got an application, filled it out, and I got the job. Wow. At the time, they wanted six officers. It had about 30 there at the interview. And I was grateful that they 
I was one of those lucky six. Amazing. What's the most enjoyable part for you about being a fire officer and a paramedic? Saving people, you know, saving people lives, saving people property, you know, helping people in when they're in the most desperate times, you know, and they always remember you, mm. you know, even if they're strangers, they would always say, hey, how are you doing? You know, providing that service alone gives me great confidence to, mm. you know, keep, keep doing it. I, I was amazed to hear you speak about the transition from the office to outdoors, because a lot of times as young men or young professionals, there's somewhat of a stereotype. Persons mm -hmm. uh, somehow feel that it has to be an office desk. It has to be an office job. It has to be, uh, you have to wear a tie. And, and that ultimately, gentlemen, is not uh, the goal. The end goal is to find passion, find purpose, and, f and do what you love. And I'm so happy to hear that you were able to transition into doing what you love while still serving and helping people. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, definitely. It, 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 was, it was easy for me, but people who knew me or people who saw me in the environment, the community, they didn't take it so lightly. Mm -hmm. So they would see me in my uniform and they would be like, no, Seth, nah, nah, that's not for you. Mm -hmm. That's not for you. So I'm like, would you pay me if I dress up in a tie for you every day? I would do it if you pay me to look that way for you. But you should be happy that I'm trying to do something and seek happiness in, in, in other ways, you know? Speak to that a little bit about the, the, the perseverance in anything, whether it's job, family, yeah. career, while other persons are so quick to say, not I for you. Yeah. One always thinks that they know what's best for you. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, hey, you know, everyone, we live in a selfish world, okay? Don't make someone else selfish decision, make a selfish de decision for you. You know, you should decide what makes you happy because we, the world is already in a bad state, you know? You already have a life. The least you could do is be happy, you Indeed. know? So I always tell people, whatever decisions you make, make sure you're happy. Because at the end of the day, the person behind you is going to tell you to do something that would make them happy. You know, so always focus on your happiness sometimes. You know, it's not all about compromising, you know. Awesome advice. Um, yeah. So whatever you're, you guys thinking about doing, Make sure once you're happy doing it, that's all that matters. And on, and on that note, viewers, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. You're watching The Art of a Distinguished Gentleman. Viewers, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. You're watching The Art of a Distinguished Gentleman with the one and only, our guest today, Zeph Graham. You are what I would consider a fitness guru. You take health and what you put into your body very seriously. Tell us about that journey. I was always a, a, I was a slim guy, a skinny guy, as I would say. And I remember being in high school and I was walking ahead of some girls and I, over, I overheard two of the girls speaking behind me. And she basically was trying to say, hey, look, this guy here in front, look at this guy. And then the girl said, yeah, isn't he okay? But he too skinny though. <laughs> I was like, what? what? So I decided I went home 
because it, it weighed on me. Of course. Yeah, it's weighed on me. So I went home. I was like, okay, what is this? The word she used was lanky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> so, I'll, I'll tell you this. Yeah. A, a lady used neat to describe me one time. I was like, come for another adjective. So, you know, let's go. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> so she, she used the word lanky. And I, I went home. I was in high school. So I was like, okay. I definitely need to do something, <laughs> you know? So I I was real hesitant about going to the gym because, you know, the gym, you have all these big, strong guys. And, you know, so I was trying to get some friends to come with me. They was in better shape, I think, built-wise. So they didn't really care to go as much as I would want to go. So we started out. It was two of them. And then they stopped going to the gym but I stayed with it and over the years it it have changed how my whole posture it changes your your whole confidence Mm -hmm. you know it makes you feel much better and and not just about how it looks it makes you feel much better you know on the inside also and you you know as we get older you always want to focus on your body because this is the only thing that's keeping you above ground. Mm-hmm. So just like you, you maintain your car, you, 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 you maintain anything else, you know, you have to maintain your body because that's the only thing that's keeping you alive. So I always tell people, hey, even if you, you don't go to the gym or you can't make it to the gym, what you can do is eat a better way. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can't make it to the gym, Eat much healthier, you know. Try to start somewhere. Start somewhere, you know. Do something small and it will, it will pay off, you know. I, I, I love the fact that what may have started out as a bit of insecurity based on a comment really turned into a lifestyle. Yes, definitely. Sure did. Awesome. Yes. And I believe that as we, we, we speak about this conversation of not only physical well-being and fitness, but the confidence comes in. Speak to me about the ability to... Despite the perception of others and the same breath of conversation, be so confident. Because in doing my research, one of the words that came up with our our, our think tank was confident to describe you. Where did that confidence come from? The confidence came after realizing. So as as you keep putting more effort into anything you do, you always become more confident because now you're producing at at a professional level, you know. So you're no longer doing something at a mediocre level. So whether you're, you're a good writer, whether you're a good reader, over time, as you invest your, your time and your hours, you become more confident in what you do. So... I think it's just over time, after being in the gym, I know exactly what I want to do. I know all my routine. Also for hiking, my content, I've become so confident in what I know. And, and my ability is, you know, it, it, it boosts your confidence. And it's like nothing. Yeah, it, com- it becomes like second nature. It's awesome. like drive, learning to drive a car versus fully skilled in the in 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 driving beautiful you are a 
husband and father. Yes. Tell us about those rules. It's, it's pretty good. Okay. I, I always tell people, don't fall for the, the stereotype of being married, you know, because it's good to, to love a woman and marry her and create a family, you know. It may have others that disagree, but in this world, it's set up in a way for you to be married. Life becomes like 10 times easier. Yeah. If you're living in a home and it's just you, that's one paycheck. So if you come together, that's two paychecks. Mm -hmm. You can get a lot done more. You can accomplish more. Okay. It's not just about, okay, have its benefits, you know, but just knowing that, you know, you have this person here that would support you in anything you do, you know, she would be that person. He or she will be that person right there. That's always cheering for you, you know, you know, so I I always tell people it's a wonderful experience. Don't force yourself into something you don't want to do. But if you do decide that's what you want to do, it it, it will work out. It's not a hundred percent. It's not a hundred percent good all the time. Like, you know, anything worth. Having a takes work, a lot of work keeping, sacrifice. It yeah. takes sacrifices, you know. So I always, but for me, it has been excellent. My wife is one of my biggest supporters. Yes, we see that. She, yeah, she comes up, she works, she comes up with a lot of the, the concept also for my hikes and the names of some of these trails okay. and so forth. Yeah. And uh, right now, being a, a new business owner, and I do, I'm not home as much. And she, she pulls that strain with a young baby. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I always tell her how much I appreciate her. And, you know, for still being there and understand, you know, as I grow this business. Beautiful. Tell us about your prince, is it right? A boy. Yeah. Tell us about fatherhood. Yeah. His name is Creed. He's a... He's a very good boy. I love him to death. It's a, it's a different experience. You know, it's nothing that you would ever experience in your life. I always been paranoid. Hmm. I always been paranoid as for men of being a provider. Okay. okay. You know, so, you know, and you always hear these horror stories about guys and baby mamas and all this A bit stuff. worried, a bit concerned. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it, try to do it the right way. And if I win that way, I win. But I'm at least going to try the right way, which is be married, start a family. You know, but he's a really good boy. I, 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 I love just realizing I have to help raise this little human mm-hmm, being, mm-hmm. you know, shape his mindset and, you know, keeping him focused as he gets older. Has, he's, has fatherhood? Taught, taught you any lessons so far? Particular lessons? Patience. <laughs> Patience. Because once you want him to sleep now, mm-hmm. he's not going to sleep now. Okay. You have to wait until yeah. when he's ready, okay. you know. And it, it, But the whole experience itself is, is, a, is a learning experience. It's my first, first child. Okay. So it's all that we, we got in it together and 
you know, we just learning new things, yeah. you know. Fatherhood, there's family, a lot of faith and inspiration. As we really analyze, you know, our, our process, was there anything really difficult about your process? And we always hear, trust the process, trust the process. From growing up as a young man to becoming an adult, a family man, husband, father, provider. Was there anything along that process that maybe was a, a bit difficult for you? At times, yeah. Okay. Uh, what, what I would say could, have sway, could sway persons is handling comments from oh, others. Mm-hmm. You know, the comments and the constant criticism along that way can either knock you off your, your trail, mm-hmm. you know, or you use it to help power, to, power you to where you need to be. You know, but the constant criticism along that way, along that process, as they would say, can be detrimental. Okay. If you're, if you're, if you're not a person who, who, who takes criticism well, you know, it can break you, you know? So I always tell people, although people will criticize you or make comments, you just have to constantly Keep in mind what you want to accomplish and constantly keep going. Beautiful, beautiful advice. Keep going, yeah. yeah. Seth, thank you so much for stopping by. We wish you much continued success in all your endeavors. Keep, keep doing the damn. Yeah, thank Good you. Stuff. Thank Appreciate you, Rod. Viewers, that's all the time we have. <laughs> <laughs>